Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Force Diet Podcast, episode 41. We got an exciting episode tonight, uh, the Solitary Clone Bad Batch, episode three. A ton of great stuff to unpack. You got Crosshair, you got Cody, an intense battle on Desix, and a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. So I'm your host, Obi Sean, joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Jedi John. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I am grand. I am grand. Excited for tonight? Oh, very excited. It's going to be a good show. We got a lot of stuff to uh, talk about with this episode, and, uh, you know, it was, um, the episode was great. I can't wait to dive in. It was fantastic, and you think it's just a single episode, uh, there's not a lot to talk about, but th they managed to pack so much stuff into into these episodes that I I'm surprised at, at what they can cram into a 25-minute episode. So um, I think we're just going to dive right in. Uh, you know, the overview, right? We get Crosshair back. Uh, he's, you know, we asked last week, where is he? <laughs> or, you know, what did, you know, how did he get back? Is the he old, safe? Old right? the, the Vader, is he safe? Exactly. Where is Crosshair? <laughs> so we get, we get our, we get Crosshair back. Um, he could have died on that platform. We would have never known. Have. I, 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 I want to know how he survived for 32 days in the middle of the ocean. Uh, what are those ERCs? No EMCs. Yeah, EMKs. Oh, no, what is it? M MREs. MREs. Meals, thank you. Meals ready to eat. I was like emergency meal kit, em emergency meal care. I don't even. Yeah. So yeah. close. MRCs. So close. I was never in the military. Thank God, because we <laughs> that'd be bad. My, my uncle was in the army, so he actually gave me some of his MREs when I was a kid. And wow. for what they are, they're not actually that bad um, quite frankly so um, but we get crosshair back uh, we get Cody you know back which was the big reveal one of the big reveals during the the Bad Batch panel at Celebration so that was excellent um, you God, get, I remember when the crowd just went nuts when they saw him yes it was immediately no, we didn't even oh. see him we just heard crosshair say Commander Cody and everyone lost their mind because I don't remember seeing him because when I saw him in this episode I was just glad that he still had his phase two armor, but he had just been stormtroopered white. I feel like we got a quick glimpse of him, maybe, but maybe not. But either way, when you heard when you heard it in the in the auditorium, just pandemonium, pandemonium. <laughs> so yeah, and then we get we get the battle on Desix, uh, or the the uh, yeah siege, not siege, yeah battle of Desix, and then. You get the kind of the, the key message after everything, right? And uh, so a lot to unpack. We're going to talk about Rampart tonight uh, and his interaction with Crosshair. Obviously talk about the mission because that is the crux of the episode. Talk about Cody and then focus a little bit on that title that we got, The Solitary Clone. And, you know, what does that mean both in regards to Crosshair as well as, as all of the other clones that are that are currently in uh, fighting for the empire. So, uh, 
and then we'll go over the IMDb ratings, kind of like we did last week, see if we find any uh, good user reviews. Although, given how good the episode was, I'm not sure we're going to see a lot of negatives. You know the one we won't see. Omega's in it. Omega's not in it, so won't see that She's one. Credited. Michelle Ng is credited on, on this episode. Really? For some that is interest, that's interesting to me because I did not foresee that happening because, you know, didn't at least see that's what I At least that's what IMDb has. So That might just uh, be because it's a main it's character a of the show. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so let's dive in. Let's talk, uh, let's talk the kind of opening scene beyond Governor Groton being kidnapped or, or taken hostage, right? So you get that Imperial landing craft to try and take over control of Desix. Uh, Tawny, Tawny Ames is the acting governor, right? And has been since, since the Clone Wars and, and, and even beyond now into the, into the Imperial reign. <clears throat> and so they've got a bunch of battle droids and take him hostage. So let's, let's kick to Crosshair, Rampart, that stuff. So, well, love Rampart, just calling him into his office. Hey, what's up? You're cleared for duty. I've got a mission for you, uh, based on your previous performance, basically. Um, Left for Dead, we found out, 32 rotations, right? Is that what he said? 32? 32 rotations. Now, I don't know how long a day is on Camino, so it could be short. I think it's assumed that it's a standard day, like, so it would be... I, I think it's meant to be assumed that. So let's assume it's been a month, which makes me wonder how long he was in recovery for. Um, but yeah, 32 days, 32 rotations to get Crosshair off that platform. Yeah, I know. Last episode we talked about how like how far we time jumped. I mean, if he was there for 32 rotations, whatever that means, right? It, maybe a couple years we've advanced then. I mean, I, I just can't imagine it being more than that. I mean, because he just got cleared for active duty again. So you're talking about, I mean, rehab and everything else for a year and a half for him? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. So maybe two years advancement? I don't know. Omega's definitely bigger. So um, I think we're landing in that couple-year time gap. Anyway, um, but yeah, cleared for battle again. He he's like, who's my squad? And he's like, oh, we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> You're not gonna that take us. A... That was funny the way he 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 kind of jabs him there. That yeah, you're not ready for that again. Yeah, we're not moving that way yet. So let's uh, let's do this. And uh, he gets a uh, uh, assigned to Cody. And when he meets up with him, you know, Cody immediately says, "Hey, I picked you. I handpicked you." So. Um, interesting start to the episode rampart. Uh, I was actually surprised we didn't get in this episode, the questions about clone force 99. Like I'm surprised we didn't get any questions about any more questions about his time, um, outside to city outside of you were on that platform for a long time. Yeah. And, and the way he questions him about why he's coming back, right? He's like, you were left for dead and yet you came back to fight for us. Why? And I feel like Crosshair is almost insulted by the question because he says, you know, I'm a soldier for the empire and this is what I'm supposed to do. 
and both in this moment and later at the end of the episode, it is very clear what Rampart thinks of the clones, right? And it is anything but positive, you know. It's not positive, yeah. <clears throat> no, and you know, he he as as obviously they transition from clones to to enlisted personnel, uh, you get the the two clones talking in the 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 mess hall before Grant, uh, Crosshair gets called up, talking about a defense bill coming back up and them hoping it does not get renewed. And I don't know if that's because it would then delist all of the clones, right? I, I doubt we'll get any more information on that. But from what I gathered from it, it's almost like it's the draft. You know, it's like the not a draft, but I guess they're allowed to enlist whoever they want. Conscription. That would be conscription. Yeah, it's conscription. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's interesting too because, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about this later in the parallels between this episode and uh, the Clone Wars episode that there's some references to, is in that specific episode of the Clone Wars, they were voting on deregulating the banks so that they could take out a loan to pay for the military, so to pay for a boost in, in clones. And so it's interesting that in this episode, they're talking about something similar, right? Mm -hmm. But that, you know, they want to, they don't want it to happen, right? They don't want it to pass. So, uh, but yeah, we get, we get Crosshair and Cody outside of the, uh, or in front of the battle memorial, which was another cool callback to the, to the Clone Wars uh, cartoon. And as I yeah, said, in the those, opening, those like the wall, the wall of fallen soldiers or wall of fallen names. What, what, it's the first battle. It. It's the first battle memorial is what it's called. And right. it's for the, uh, for the battle of Geonosis. <clears throat> yep. So it would be like, yeah, similar to, to other war memorials that were like the Vietnam we memorial for us yeah. and everything else. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, as I said, in the in intro, seeing Cody in his phase two armor, I'm really glad that he managed to keep it. Uh, Cause look great. It looks fantastic. And as a, you know, color just, scheme changed and that's okay. And it's super clean. Like it's, it's a really clean look. And as a collector, right. Just jumping to toys really quick before we jump into the actual mission. If they come out with a black series figure, all white phase two Cody, it's going to look good. And I hope they do the same thing in Lego, but it'll look kind of bland then. So I imagine the black series figures would look way better with that. So I'd be more than happy to add him to my collection. If it was another Cody or eight, eight of him, right? Just like you did with well, your Rexes. There's only like three Rexes left. It's okay. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, but yeah, so, uh, it'd be good. It'd be good. It'd be a good figure though. I mean, I do love my Cody figures I already have, but if we could get one with the gray in it, like mixed in, it'd be mm -hmm. excellent. It'll look clean. So jumping to the mission, right They're uh, they're, uh, Cody pulls pulls crosshair. They're going in under the guise of a diplomatic mission, a diplomatic envoy, which uh, I'm surprised they thought this would work. I don't know who drew up this plan, but I'm like, guys, you guys just went there with a governor and a squad of soldiers. They know the next one's not going to be any nicer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. The. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like people think, you know, 
traveling under the guise of a diplomatic mission to a planet, yeah, it makes you non-suspicious. Oh, Princess Leia call. When so, you're already at war, it's <laughs> just there's no more diplomatic missions. You're 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 done. Right. So things don't go well. They get shot down, and the the battle itself. I loved the way that the camera. It almost felt like a mouse, uh, like a mouse in a maze, right? The way that they kept doing the camera down shot as they progressed through the various levels of this compound or, or what have you. I mean, it might as well uh, be a castle with the winding staircases, so. Yes. Um, but the the shot that Crosshair makes on the that tank was so awesome. And the reason why is because he's not he is not flinching whatsoever as that as the droids are shooting the tank at him right he knows that based on where the 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 barrel is aimed that it's going to miss him and he is not flinching an inch and it's it's such a ba moment right for for crosshair it's so satisfying watching him fight there um, not just because of the non-flinches, right? But we get to see Crosshair doing what Crosshair was built for. And that is a, that's him going out there and being the sniper. He got to snipe every droid that was on the top of that castle. He got to get after the tank. He went after everything. And then um, I know I'm skipping forward a little bit, but using his reflector pucks to get the final sh- just ridiculous like the dude knows how to shoot which is what he was built for we've only seen it maybe two other times where we really get to see him start sniping and it was just amazing to watch him go to work gotta love it gotta love it yeah outside of the outside of the training uh exercise in episode one and maybe maybe the initial opening scene uh yeah with uh, Caleb and, and them, yeah. You you don't get crosshair as as crosshair, uh, at least with multiple targets. <clears throat> and so we get we get some droidicas, we get assassin droids. It, you know, it's it's a perfect callback to the old Clone Wars battles from, hearing, from the original show. Hearing that droidica rumble without even seeing them, you're like. Oh, they've got them still. <laughs> They're just as deadly, right? And that and yeah. the way that they team up to stick the battle droid, and then Crosshair pops him, and then he drips into the droidica ray shield. They found it's, a they found a, they found a new way to kill a droid. It's it's awesome. It's so good. We've, we've killed a thousand droids, but let's try this. Okay, that's like your best friend sticking you in Halo standing next to you and you're like oh i'm so sorry buddy sticky grenades for the win mm. it's uh yeah that the the assault the salt on the compound is it's peak star wars animation right it's it's peak clone fun wars. to watch it's yeah peak clone wars exactly and it's exciting to watch which not to say the first two episodes weren't fun to watch but this it was it's one of those where it was siege. just nonstop. Yes. Yeah. And uh, 
fighting up the stairs, reflector pucks. I, I don't know. I mean, I, for, at first I thought, how many of these does he have? And, or is he like grabbing them as he goes? But it's clear that he leaves them behind. So I don't know if he just has an endless supply of these reflective pucks. But what is that surface made out of that it can, it can both be mirrored and then not break when you shoot a blaster bolt into it? It's unobtainium, I mean, isn't it? It must it's be. It's unobtainium. Um, Beskar. They're all Beskar steel. <laughs> there you go. That makes total sense. I, you know, I didn't think about that. You're smart. I don't know about the mirrored sub like surface, but I mean, you polish it. Best door. Anything can become reflective. Uh, so, so he makes that last shot. Cody gets, you know, pegged in the arm. And then we get the interaction between Tawny and Cody and Crosser. Actually, before I say that, it, it was interesting to the transition. And we'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about Cody. But so you get the interaction between Groton and or and Ames and Cody and, and Crosshair. And the callback, like I said earlier, to the Clone Wars where she references uh Mina Mina Bonteri. And says for those who aren't familiar with the Clone Wars cartoon, this is in season three, episode it. ten. <laughs> yeah, please do, because it's it's excellent. But as I said, uh, a couple of minutes ago, the main story revolves around the Senate wanting to deregulate the banks so they can fund more clones and 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 take take the uh, take the war back to the separatists. And Padme certainly doesn't want that, right? So, sh but it's illegal to negotiate with separatists, and so she takes Ahsoka and they go undercover to Raxus to speak with with uh, Mina to try and get her to bring something to the separatist Senate basically because the Confederacy had their own setup just like the Republic did. And so they put forth this draft uh, legislation to open peace talks all at the same time, the banking clan, the trade Federation and the techno union are all trying to stop the vote because they make money off of the war. So profits war profiteering at its finest they work with Dooku to formulate an attack on Coruscant that will then push forward this legislation. So that's when Tawny talks about how she worked with Mina in the past to put forth um, a, a, a chance at peace when Cody's talking about peace that the Empire wants to bring. That's what she's referring to for those who don't understand the uh, the reference. But, you know, Cody gets her to lay down her, her, her pistol, her blaster, and uh, and then Groton immediately calls for her execution. So, and you get that dichotomy between Cody and Crosshair. And uh, well, Crosshair follows orders, and that's really all you have to say about that. We've heard it a few times, and it's funny too because Cody even said it at the beginning, right when they met outside the War Memorial, and the way that he questioned when Crosshair said that regs, the regs who've gone AWOL are traitors just like the Jedi. And the way that Cody looks at him, it's as if he's already thought about doing that, right? And 
he he begrudgingly says good good soldiers follow orders and crosshair's like mm, do you really believe that and so it's clear in that moment that cody was not about to make that decision because of what he had promised her during yeah. the discussion and i know we're going to talk about him uh once we once we get in the next piece too but watching cody in that scene with Groton and he peacefully negotiates a release of a prisoner with the promise of peace or like peaceful negotiation. He, at that point just realizes that peace is not good enough for the empire for, for the side he's on, right? The entire reason the Republic was fighting was for peace his whole career under the Republic was under the guise of we are looking for peace and the separatists are bringing war. So we have to fight against them in order to maintain peace. Now it is a separatist. I mean, very clearly with droids and all, and he gets to a point where we can do this peacefully and it gets denied immediately by the, by the like the empire governor. So it is, that's the break, like the true breaking point. Obviously Cody was thinking about other things already, but that, and then we're going to get into it in a second, but him getting on the ship to leave the planet, he sees the replacements. So TK units were getting unloaded. It wasn't clone troopers. It was TK units. So yeah, the, recognition that his belief or his his uh his reason for fighting is actually not it's a facade right it's a mirage it it really hits him in that moment and it humanizes him it shows that he cares right because the last time we see him he's trying to kill obi-wan in revenge of the sith right because he's following order 66 and even in that moment he believes he's doing the right well i don't know if he believes it actually or not or if he's just triggered right but you can tell that at this point in the timeline he's beyond kind of the brainwashed mentality of things and he's thinking for himself and he's rationalizing things for himself and it troubles him how all of that goes down and it does a lot to humanize the clones, which the cartoons have done well before. And this is just another example of of that situation and hit the difference between him and Crosshair, at least at this point. So, yeah, no, I think um, the biggest thing there is just there's a couple things. I'm gonna ask one question. And this is a question that hasn't been asked a lot that I know of. But if the Empire could just go on and say, execute Order 66, right? And get them completely brainwashed. They're going to follow the order no matter what, right? Can't they launch another order? Or if it's Order 66 again, like it can't be kill all Jedi, right? So I guess you can't launch the same order again. But isn't there another order to help with compliance? 
because at this point they're losing compliance and you would think they would have a built-in something to get back to compliance. But Well, so the interesting thing about that is their allegiance was to the Republic, right? They were built for the Republic. They were to fight for the Republic. And that was made clear during, uh, I think, Obi-Wan's visit to Kamino initially and mm-hmm. and Lama Su saying, you know, they'll they'll do their – well, that was that was uh, Django saying they'll do their jobs. But effectively, they're, they're made for the Republic, and they are to take orders from the Republic. Without and, question. Correct. And so now the Republic doesn't exist anymore. So their actual orders no longer apply. Order 66 was given before the Empire was ever yeah. set up. So technically... Technically by the Republic. Correct. The leader and of the Republic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bingo. And so I think at this point they're... they're Is that the loophole? Yeah, I think, I think that's where you can rationalize your way out of it. Plus, I think the original programming was... It was kind of like a one-time use chip, basically, in that... Here's the program because otherwise they have to hook them back up and reprogram them unless there was some sort of Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connectivity type thing, right? And I'm sure Star they had that technology in the Star Wars universe. Come on now, um, but yeah, no, I I can agree with that. That like you can explain it away with the fact that it's no longer the Republic they're fighting for, and they know it, so they don't like they're not conscripted to follow that order. So yeah, yeah, I it's just that. that. It's just that they have nowhere to go, right? Their purpose is no more, effectively. Right. They're, they have one purpose, which is to fight their soldiers. Their their initial purpose was to fight for the Republic, which doesn't exist anymore. So now they're like, well, who do we fight for? Are we still fighting for the right thing? And this is what Cody says. You know, he says it at the end. You know, what makes us different from battle, you know, from the battle droids? And he says that, you know, they can make their own decisions and their own choices, but they also have to live with them too. And it's it's that realization that they're no longer kind of subservient technically to anyone, to any faction, to any government, to any anybody, and that they are of their own free will to a point, right? They can defect. I don't know what the mm-hmm. process for quitting the military is as a clone trooper. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go AWOL. That's it. Yeah, like you go right. AWOL. Right. We've seen them. We've we've seen the guys. But you know, and that and that takes us to Rampart at the end, and, and I alluded to it at the beginning was when he's reassigning Crosshair to his next mission, assigns him to a new clone trooper and, or clone commander, and and Crosshair asks where Cody is. And Rampart kind of sneers at him in like disgust, derision, like who's Cody? As if to say, he's not worthy of a name. You know, he's just a number. He's just a clone. And that's how the Empire views them now is and to and maybe to some extent the Republic did too, but you saw a number of times the Jedi generals, specifically uh was Plo Koon, who said that, you know, we're just a number, sir, and he's like, Not to me, you're not. And there was actual care for them when they fought for the Republic. And now they are just being cast aside as cannon fodder, as, as, as non-human, as less than human, 
I think it just goes back to uh, anybody that fights with somebody. You're no longer just a number. You are a person. And you are my brother or friend as you're fighting alongside me. So um, we saw that quite a bit in the Clone Wars between all the Jedi generals. Like they treated their clone um, comrades as not, well, as equals as much as they could be equals to a Jedi. But they did treat them with respect and they understood loss. So, but yeah, Rampart, yeah, no, doesn't care. No. No clone will ever be good enough. And I feel like Crosshair should be getting that point drilled into his head now that no clone will ever be good enough for him. But he still goes back to the Empire, so. And when Rampart says that he's gone AWOL, you can, AWOL, excuse me, you can almost see that he really doesn't even care. He, he almost hopes that, I feel like he's almost hoping that that's what happens so that they can backfill with whether they're enlisted folk or um, conscripted troopers. Probably, it's probably an easier way out for him personally. Yeah. That way he can just prove that like he can, that that's like one more fact on his check checklist, you know, like mm-hmm. look at these guys quitting. They're a bunch yeah, they of quitters. They can't be relied on. They're, they're, they're a bunch of quitters. They can't be relied on. Bunch they can't, of quitters. can't be tr- uh, trusted to right. hang in there. And and I do feel like Crosshair, again, just before he puts on his helmet, he kind of, maybe it's starting to register. And, you know, before we talk about the title and how it kind of applies, the music in this episode, oh as it relates gosh. to Crosshair... Right. I mean, the music in general is, is excellent, right? The Kiner Brothers it, do an amazing job. Yeah, Kevin, felt, right? Kevin Kleiner? Uh, so it's the Kiner Brothers. So it's Kevin and I can't remember. Yeah, but Kevin, I think, is responsible for this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. Um, But it really gave so good. An, an Andor feel. Did you get like a Narkeena 5 Andor feel to uh, it? Like a little that bit. Syn- the, synthetic or not synthetic. The like ending. Synthesized. The ending especially, you you felt it. Yes. Um, Almost like he was in a prison, right? He was, he, he's imprisoned in himself, but he's obviously imprisoned too in, in the role that he's currently serving. And there's no clear way out for, for him. And there probably is no clear way out for any of the other clones. And that leads into the title of the solitary clone. And so it's so hard to watch the crosshair scenes this episode, as far as realistically, he is in a prison cell with a single light shining on him. Like he truly is alone. And for him and all the other clones, they're built to be in a unit wherever they're at. You know, they're, they're built to be brothers. They're built to be together. That's what makes them strong. Otherwise away from each other, they're not as strong. So he's already away from his, I'll call them family. So clone force 99, he's away from his team. And then he goes into a lunchroom 
and he's not respected by any of the regs, obviously, because guess what? He's not a reg. And then uh, he's also not respected by any TK unit, which we don't really see in that specific scene, but you get up to Rampart's office, and you it's very apparent that no clone is ever going to be respected by him nor anyone he brings in. So um, that'll make sense. But then he's requested on a team. It's Cody. Awesome. Worked with you before. I know what you can do. You're going to help me. The rest of the episode, where the clones are going through the castle, seizing, seizing the planet, making sure that the governor gets released, all that good stuff, right? Cody and his team getting replaced at the end. And when you see the doors drop and it's TK's walking off and they look right back at Cody as he's getting on his ship and he's like, this is, this is effed. That's it. That's it. And this is effed. Like, you know, this is not what I, and, in, like just this is not what I pictured my time um like my effort yielding this result like this is not what I pictured so and I think like I said earlier it was a tipping point for him to see the governor just immediately I did this peacefully and you just ordered me to kill them and hang them in the street so everyone can see like it's not about peace. Nothing's about peace anymore. So you see all the clones getting split up. You see the clones. It's. I mean, I love to say it's all about Crosshair, but really it's Cody and it's also all the other clones that are getting split up right now. So they're realizing the clone. The clones are realizing, like you said, like whatever it was about Order Sixty Six or anything else, they are realizing that. That's not necessarily the way to go, mm-hmm. and we all make our own choices, and we are re- regretting some of those choices now, but we also couldn't control ourselves when things happened. So that's also right. frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine having a body that you couldn't control. Like, yeah, like you yeah, see that- what you're doing. You see what you're doing, but you can't control your actions. Like, you have to do it. Well, and so that that's different too. It would be interesting, as far as the order is concerned, right? I don't think that they would have had any sort of inkling into what they were doing, as far as not being able to control themselves, so to speak. Right? Their brain, I don't think, would have even processed that. But to your point about <clears throat> Cody and and him realizing that what he's been tasked to do is no longer what he's actually doing. Uh, this was something that I was going to talk about earlier, the, them going through the city and the child and mother pop out of the door, you know, and they, and they get immediately frightened and he goes, it's okay. We're here to help. Right. And you can see the, that the mom, the mother looks at him angrily because she knows that's not the case, but he doesn't recognize that. And, or he thinks that's, why he's there is to help because exactly. And because he's been taught and trained to fight separatists. And so I think that's one of the only reasons that 
he doesn't maybe question it as much in the initial sort of phase is because they are former separatists. I, I mean, technically, I guess they're still in a way separatists. And they're not conforming to the to the new imperial regime. And so he doesn't see them any differently than he would have when they were fighting the, the Republic, uh, even though it's two and different that, and that's, government structures. And that still goes back to the title. Mm-hmm. He's the that's one. Just, yep. That still believes... Well, that's that's his still his mission is still that to help the oppressed to help the republic slash mm-hmm. at this point the empire like you're supposed to be helping them because they're the good guys except except they aren't except once you get to the tower and you realize oh I just negotiated your freedom and then you just said killer mm-hmm it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a heartbreaking, honestly, for a guy like, it's will-breaking for a guy like Cody. So, yeah, so he goes AWOL. He makes the choice. to He no longer wants to live with what he's doing. And Rampart's comment about how all of his clones, all of his friends, all the clones that he is with seem to disappear almost as if to imply that crosshair is the problem and that I know that fault. too. Well, because I think he, I don't know, like we don't know yet what crosshair said about clone force 99 when he got off the platform. Right. We don't know what was said there. We, we speculated last episode that, well, he probably said something that they were still alive, but rampart probably already put in the report saying, Oh, Tarkin, they're dead. Oh, cats and my captain, they are, <laughs> they're dead. Uh, please believe me, please. Um, but at the same time, like maybe in Rampart's eyes, Crosshair might be a problem now because Clone Force 99 disappeared and he thought they were dead and Crosshair didn't tell him anything different. And then Cody now, AWOL, I don't know. If Rampart tries to turn on Crosshair, there are going to be real issues this season, and that would make me love Crosshair more than I do right now. So, yeah. Crosshair or Rampart? Crosshair. Okay. If Rampart tries to cross Crosshair, mm-hmm. I'm going to love Crosshair <laughs> because I know some stuff's coming. If that's the, if that's what happens, Crosshair is going to come hard, and it's going to be so great because Crosshair is not going like... to go down. Well at least not without a fight. And I, I could see that happening. I could see that being the way things go. And like we said last episode, his mind changing because of that. Because I would think at some point he would recognize that they don't actually value the loyalty, right? You know, Rampart said that, you, you know, it shows your loyalty is commendable, right? Not appreciated or anything like that, but it's, it's it's noteworthy basically and and i think he's going to get to a point where he recognizes that what he's doing is not being recognized um whether that's through who he's being partnered with or if he inevitably or eventually excuse me gets his own uh, squad <clears throat> back during you know in the future i yeah the 
the double message, the double, the double side, right? It's, it's that double-edged sword with Cody on one side and Crosshair on the other. And it was, it was so well done. It was, it was a fantastic episode. Um, and if the rest of the season is anything like this, as far as kind of pacing or, you know, kind of a slow and then, and then a boom, you know, slow kind of ebbs and flows. It, I'm really going to enjoy the rest of the season. So, yeah. Well, let's, let's move into the radiance. So, yes. um, what would you give the episode? So I would have given it, and so I, I know the numbers, right? But <clears throat> I, I, I did look ahead, uh, just to kind of get to the, to the user reviews, but so I would have probably given it a nine to nine and a half. So maybe a 9.2 or 9.3, just because the action's great. We get Cody, we get Crosshair. We get, I mean, the music's great. Again, everything about this episode was, in my opinion, excellent. So I would have given it probably like a 9.2 or a 9.3 for, uh, for, for, yeah, for, for, for this episode. You? Yeah, I'm, um, I think I'm a nine five. This episode f- flew by number one, which is just insane when you're talking about an episode on TV now. So, um, the pace was just so good. The action was good. The characters I loved the development for the two main characters we saw. So Cody and Crosshair, the entire episode were just fantastic. Um, Specifically, Crosshair. I mean, you see him develop, even though he takes the shot that he, like, you know, Cody was against taking. He took that shot, and you can still see at the end of the episode, things are, things are clicking, and you and you see him multiple times in that lonely, between the light and his bunk, and then after Cody walks away from him. He's he's alone. Like the guy's alone, and he's slowly gonna be alone, even worse because he's gonna be one of the last clones standing on that side of the um, of the war. Um, yeah, seeing that development was huge this episode. So yeah, nine and a half. The action was so good. Watching Crosshair do what Crosshair does and was built for, fantastic. And uh, yeah, seeing Cody. And then seeing the politics on both sides again. You have to see another separatist leader. We heard the line. Dooku was right in the end. I mean, the government that he has, was... The government that was before, completely corrupt. Congratulations. Now, it's worse. So, mm-hmm. which, I mean, even the Jedi thought that Dooku was a political figure, you know? Like, after he left the Order, he was just a politician to them you know it's interesting that i i completely i didn't forget about the dooku uh link but the first two episodes were spent raiding his his war chest right oh, that's and that's three in a row painting him painting him kind of well not painting him kind of you know echo says that he's evil and, and all this stuff and then we get the the complete opposite view right because the bad batch is insulated from what the empire's kind of doing, right? They interact with it, but they're kind of insulated. 
whereas Crosshair Cody and the others are in it. And so you get you get the opposite the opposite side of the coin in this episode. So I feel like they could have just they could have released three episodes in the first week and they would have made total sense because of the the Dooku tie, the Dooku relationship. You know, I'm kind of mad I didn't make that statement, you know, 30 minutes ago at this point because I haven't seen much talk about the Dooku connection mm-hmm. for the first three episodes, you know, like, yeah, just haven't made that connection yet. I, I, I personally didn't until just now, and I made the comment about Dooku, but I didn't make the connection that, oh, wait, <laughs> that's right, they were raiding his war chest. Mm-hmm. And now the Separatists, who completely followed Dooku, were right about the Empire and or in the Republic in general at first. And now they're, they're, I mean, they're, their time's coming to an end. Yeah, they're being eradicated. And I... Again, you said Dooku, and I had that light bulb pop off in my head, so I had to. I should say I, I should say his name every episode just to see what happens. <laughs> we could probably find a connection. You know, it's the six ways of separation, six degrees of separation with Count Dooku. Who's, so. <laughs> who's been in a movie with Christopher Lee? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, so the episode itself, uh, so far according to IMDb, has an eight point nine uh, rating. That's uh, one of the highest good. the show's ever had. Yeah, I think outside of I think outside of aftermath, and the episode with Rex, which was Battle Scars, I think last season. Yeah, I feel like that. that what was it? Episode one was aftermath, right? Yep. Yep. And then yeah, Battle Scars one... was I think seven or eight, which is when they get the, uh, um, when they recognize that they've got the chips in their head and yeah, they're on the they're on the Venator and being chased and the down. Goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So, what else was high ranking episodes last? Year? I guess probably after those two is the final two, right? The final yeah, two so were just probably to, just to recap season one. Aftermath was eight nine. Um, Battle scars was eight four. Reunion was eight eight, and then Return to Camino was eight nine. War Mantle actually was eight four, and then Camino Lost was eight one. Everything else was uh, actually. Sorry, Bounty Lost with Cad Bane was eight 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 point two, so it is currently tied. Uh, it being the solitary clone is currently tied with the highest rated from season one. Oh, so far. I mean, it it was a like I said, it was a great episode. It's crazy because you know, from previous points of view, if this was the Boba Fett show, I'd be like, why didn't I get Boba Fett? <laughs> I want more Boba. More, more Boba. But in this case, it fits the show still. It is still a member of the Bad Batch, just apart from it. Um, and it gives us so much development and action. It, 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 it won. It won. So yeah, it's, been, it's 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 excellent, and the the user reviews kind of echo this. So last week we had a bunch of uh, substandard reviews, right? Uh, oh, talking I can't about even wave, right? But but this week, uh, of the nine that exist so far for IMDb, the lowest rating is a nine. So there's one nine out of ten, and then the other eight are ten out of tens. So you get 
peak batch is one comment. Everything without the bad batch is ironically better is another comment, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, taking that has the to shot. be the Omega guy. That has to be the Omega person. No, it's, it's, <laughs> but it is, it is the guy who complained on the first couple. So uh, it's the same, it's the same username. Uh, you've got taking the shot. Uh, and the guy goes, or the person goes, yeah, so the staircase scene alone gets nine stars uh, because it was just that. I mean, that's good. fair. They work straight up that. That's like a John Wick, like, moment, you know, like you're yeah. just between yep. him and Cody just going up the stairs. Absolutely. You've got uh, experience the magic of Clone Wars, the magic of perfection, uh, which, again, I mean, it did take you back to. It, it again felt peak Clone Wars. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it was it was your clones versus your clankers. What do you want? I mean, it, it it's boiled down to, you know, and this is coming from someone who loved Andor for what it was, right? Trust me, I still love me some, bang bang shoot 'em ups. So well, not just that, but in this case, you got the politics of Andor mm -hmm. on top of it. I mean, literally layered in. And at the same timeline. Maybe a little earlier. Maybe a little earlier than Andor happened, but you're then you're in this you're you're in the same time frame, you know? Like the Galactic Empire is trying to take over more stuff. Why? Because stuff. I wanna own because more reason. stuff. No, I mean that, that's what it is. Like I just wanna own more resources. Like, why do you do this? Oh, I wanna own that. Why? Because I want it. That's it. And uh, that's just the way the Empire works. And you see that in Andor, and we saw that on Ferrix when we were going through. Why Why are you on Ferrix? Why not? The answer is why not? Why wouldn't we be here? So it it's just very interesting that we're, we're seeing the exact same politics play out in the animation now as we, we were in live action. And... I personally love it because I'm a, I'm a nerd and I love that politic, everything like sign me up. Like everyone's like, Oh, the prequels are so boring because you know, they went into politics and all this cool. Awesome. Bring it back. Bring more of it back. Cause you know what? All those guys that were complaining about the prequels and politics and blah, 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 blah. Well, now we're 20 years older and we want to talk about politics and all that stuff because it's fun. So well, that's what you do as an adult, right? You run out of things to chat about. So you talk politics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Until someone gets kicked in the mouth. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, until someone throws the cranberry sauce and the rolls at, at, at grandma because, you know, that's the worst, isn't it? It's absolute worst. No, so. but I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And, and this episode was so great for so many reasons, but ultimately mm -hmm. like the way it made the clones, First of all, it's it made Crosshair seem like the outcast, right? Yep. But as the as the entire episode progressed, it turned into Cody being the outcast and the rest of the clones along with him being the outcast. Um Yeah. It just Yeah, really great episode. Loved it. Yeah, Can't it wait was... for more. <clears throat> so next week's episode is uh it's faster, I believe was the we went over that last week, I know, but I know we think it's gonna be fat. Yeah, it'll be this interesting. This is the beginning cause... of the fat, right? 
the question is, do does the Empire actually care enough about uh, AWOL clones to send a bounty hunter after them? Which maybe that could be the that entrance, right? So you got fast, faster and tomb tribe, the clone conspiracy, right? So I know we went over that last week, but <clears throat> so faster, more intense. I don't know how it gets more intense than, than this episode. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm not even going to try and guess what's going to happen. I'm just going to wait and, and, and enjoy it. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't give it to you before, but like, yeah, I mean, the empire sending a bounty hunter after AWOL clones, that's pretty that's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And do they care? I know one guy that does. Who? Right there. He's right there. Rampart. Rampart is cares. That, is that Rampart? Yeah, it's Rampart. That's Rampart. And that's crossover right next to him, but that's Rampart. For for those listening, he's pointing to to his, his shelf of toys. So Oh yeah. Very good. Yeah, there are toys on the shelf now. So um yeah, Rampart um cares. And he wants to prove a point. Because he wants to bring him back. He, Dead. I feel like I, I feel like Rampart's going to be a lot like Krennic, right? Where he's trying to position himself, right? And he's going to choke mm-hmm. on his aspirations, and it's going to be his downfall. Choke on your aspirations. Yeah, he I, walks into Vader Castle. Tarkin is just being mean, and I'm trying to do. Th- yeah, choke him out, Vader. Just choke yeah. him out. You know what? what's really crazy is I <laughs> – this is going to sound really bad. Um, but at first, I didn't know where we were, right? It didn't tell us what planet we were on. I'm like, what if that was the base of Vader's castle and the innards yeah. just there? Like how – would we – it kind of looked like lava briefly. Was Vader's castle there before Vader built it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, what what are they mining? Is that like a spice planet or? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure, and I didn't look into the planet details because uh, I think that's the first time we've been there. Mm-hmm. I think so too. So, but like looking at them, they're definitely a working people, and that castle was so well made. Like one way in, like the bridge took you up to like almost the high, not the highest point, but you know the midway point of the castle. I mean. And that's the only way into it, so very well defended, unless you have crosshair on your team. So, yeah, it's kind of an uneven and, fight at that point. And what I did love to see was the tactical droid still alive, like at least one again. You know, just mm-hmm. yeah, you know, genius combat, combat tactical tactical droids. I mean, just they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and was, Crosshair was, identified it immediately. He was like, they must have this because this is way too complicated for just Matthew Wood droids running around saying, oh my gosh, that doesn't look good. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Um, it was cool to see, like, hear his voice again as a droid, you know, like coming through. And the droids just, they add that fun um, comedy point of star yes. wars where mm-hmm. you know it, it's still a kid I mean, it, it really is still for kids even though we're killing a lot of droids that episode so and killed a human and clones in cold, and clones. In, 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 in cold blood but you know whatever yep we didn't know that we didn't know those clones though it's okay they had they had names one was nova and one was uh yeah i don't remember i don't, I don't remember the other name either one they died that makes so. me terrible 
terrible person. So yeah, um, they don't have names. That's like I said, CC two, 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 four, two, 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 four, Cody. So, and he doesn't, and, and that's the other thing you mentioned that, but I didn't really think about it at the time. Cause I just like, Oh, it's coming over the, the PA system, you know, but yeah, he didn't say crosshair, get up to no. the office. It was CC nine nine zero four zero four which is just insane because like he knows crosshair he knows him Mm -hmm. he's called him that before but to him his troopers are literally numbers you're either a cc or you're a tk and either way i don't care about you exactly rampart's the best worst guy ever well, he's he's the personification of the Empire, right? The Empire doesn't care. And that's really the end of it. I mean, that's the bottom line is the Empire doesn't care, which we all know. We all – that's not news, right? But he's he's the perfect – him and Groton are the perfect personification of the Empire, in, especially in the early days where they are just assimilating planets. They are taking what they want. They're taking the resources. It doesn't matter. They will get what they want. I just love Groton walking right in. I'm the governor here. No. No, you're not. So. Um, I don't oh, have anything man. else to say about this episode. You? No, it was a, honestly just great episode. Loved it. Um, you know, it was weird not having the other, the rest of the, the squad in the, in the show for an episode. Um, but seeing Crosshair do work. Fantastic seeing Rampart Cody coming back in the fold. Um, excited to see him. I'm I'm gonna guess we're gonna see him again with Rex later in the season because, I mean, why introduce him for just one episode? So, uh, pretty stoked for all of that. And we already know Rex is behind the scenes working with clones that are defecting. So, super excited about that prospect. And then, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next episode. Hopefully we get some uh, FET action. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be cool. So, uh, yeah, so with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. I want to thank everybody for listening or watching if you're on the YouTube. Uh, be sure to like uh, and subscribe if you're watching. Uh, follow the cast if you aren't already. We really do appreciate it. Um, be sure to check the description or the show notes for links to our social media pages. Uh, as well as a website where you can find additional content uh, for for content beyond uh, the Star Wars universe. Be sure to check out our friends at the Galactic Dads podcast. They talk Marvel, DC, and a bunch of other stuff, uh, all while enjoying their beers of the week. So with that, we're going to make our jump to, uh, to hyperspace. So for Jedi John, I'm Obi Sean, and until next time, may the Force be with you. Ooh.